the daughter. And this is adulting, but not grown up. That it is. How's it going, Mira? All right. I, I was on holiday. You were? For two weeks. Mm -hmm. It was glorious. It was a real do-nothing holiday where it was just sleep in, wake up. Hey, what do you want to do today? Let's go down to the beach. Okay. Thanks. It was great. Good recharger. Sounds wonderful. But I came back and my cat really missed me, really, really missed me. And, um, she has a weird obsession with my earlobes mm -hmm. and, uh, where she, she does. sucks on them. Mm -hmm. And my earlobe is her favorite, her favorite earlobe. <laughs> she prefers the right one. Is chapped because she sucked on it so vigorously, vigorously and intensely the night I came back. Also, she walked around the house going, meow. Yeah, I noticed it sounds like she has, like, her vocal cords severed or something. She just meows She's super so weird. For no reason. No reason. And it was, yeah. we got back at night when we got home, and so the dog was still staying with my parents, and, uh, and we weren't going to pick the dog up till the next day, so the cat was, had been alone in the house in her glory for two weeks, and mm -hmm. you could see the hair-covered chair that she'd spent her time on in the living yep. room, and she never goes into the living room because she's scared of the dog. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so we get home, and she's all excited about my earlobes being back, and then she's just walking around, rah, rah, screaming. And finally, she stopped. Well, okay, I go to bed. My husband's snoring, and he's not normally a snorer, so that was keeping me awake. Then the cat's, like, just yelling, walking around the house yelling, like she's just walking in the kitchen, yelling. And so then at, like, finally I fall asleep at like one in the morning at four in the morning the cat wakes up to suck on my earlobe some more and yell and then I get up at like I don't know it was like five because she's yelling again and I'm like okay go out then so I get up open the door she won't go outside like I'm shoving her out the door and she's like forcing her body back in through the door again <laughs> while I'm doing that so I finally like, fine and so I go back to bed she starts screaming, walking through the kitchen again. So I get up again. And I'm like, you are going outside because you're driving me crazy. So I put her out forcefully, like put her out, have to hold my hand there while I shut the door so she can't come back in. And then my six-year-old woke up at 10 to 6, which she never, ever does. So I had a hot, like, four hours of sleep that night. It was horrible. It was like, yeah, welcome back from vacation. Here's real life again. Slammo. <sighs> yeah. Um, We set up that really big cube organizer in our bedroom yeah and took out the uh little plastic dresser shelving unit and i moved my vanity to where that was so it's like right next to it and and i there was some stuff stored on top of it and this morning i was doing my makeup and one of my cats was chilling up there and then decided I wanted to launch my body off of this, but also launched the milk crate that she was next to, which then beamed me in the skull. <laughs> I legitimately was like, what if I'm bleeding from a head? Like, they bleed really bad. Like, what if I need stitches? There's nobody home and there isn't going to be anyone home for like another seven, eight hours. Like, what am I supposed to do? You could call like... I probably would have in that situation been like, just gonna die here with my cat who's killed me. <laughs> but like, it freaking hurts so bad. Like, I keep like raising my eyebrows and I can like 
feel it. I can feel the bump. The goose egg is there, and it's because my cat launched a milk crate into my head. Cats are fun. <laughs> and I'm currently Cats are fun. rubbing my chopped ear lobe because yes, it's you are. peeling. You're making me feel like I need to like touch my ears because Sorry, you're like, you know, like when ears. somebody rubs their face and you're like, oh no, were they signaling me? Like <laughs> something on my face. I do that constantly where someone will like rub their nose and I'll be like, oh no. And, like, I try and say like, no. no, my no. husband like that all the time, but he never picks up on the signal. No, where he I'm wouldn't. like Obviously. wiping my whole hand across my face and trying to make eyes at him like, look at what I'm doing. And he's just, yeah. yeah. What a delight. Yeah. Um, ooh, exciting news. Okay. I've been looking for the perfect shade of lipstick. I think I finally found it on my vacation. I have bought... I would say somewhere in the neighborhood of 10, almost the right shade of lipsticks. They were not quite. This one is. like a burgundy, right? Yes. And I tried it on when I go home because, you know, you do the test on your arm, which is never the same as what it looks like on your lips, so I don't even know why I do that. But um, it is, I think it's the color. And it was on sale. Bonus. Wonderful. Yeah. So it's pretty exciting about to that too. Peel that little sticker off the bottom and like stick it in a notebook and be like, "This That's is the, one. the color. This is the brand. This is the color. Do not stray." And uh, yeah, so that was kind of a highlight of my trip that I found that. And I threw up on the car deck of a ferry. So yeah, that was another fun little fun little incident. It was really and rocky, really rocky. My stepdad pulled a sick bag out of some personal Just, void. He you had know. it on his person. I was like feeling really the, the ferry was heaving. There was high waves. And so I was like uh, not feeling good. And so he was like, oh, do you want me to take you down to the to the car deck and you can lay down in the car? And I'm like, yeah. And so Absolutely. he's helping me down like the two flights of stairs to get down to the car deck. And I get like four feet from the car and I'm like, nope start heaving I'm sinking to the ground sitting on the floor of the car deck and he just like whips the sick bag like that he had on his person somewhere and like whips it out and is under my chin like within seconds and and then after I was like how did you happen to have a sick bag on you like the kind on airplanes that are like the paper ones that are plastic lined with the roll top (laughs) and he's like yeah I'm prepared (laughs) he's got a hundred pack he stores them in the back of the Kia (laughs) I don't know where that came from because like our Amazon I don't know <laughs> our six year old gets car sick but she has we, Ryan she, the she, puke bucket yeah she has a pink bucket named Ryan wait it's like a pail like a yellow beach pail plastic beach pail and I don't know where it came from but it says the name Ryan on the bottom in like sharpie marker or something so we don't have any cousins named no Ryan I have anything. no idea where our, it came from I don't our last know neighbor named Ryan like there, there was a Ryan that lived down the street yeah, but that didn't come from there. Cause we, I know, right? Like, I he, know he's like quite a bit older than her, so I wouldn't know yeah. how that would have overlapped unless like we, like, years older. had... No. He, like, just graduated. Wait, which Ryan? Well, you can't say it. I, I was gonna be like, no, you really want <laughs> okay, me to, like, oh, dox this okay, random now kid? I didn't know the other Ryan. Maybe that is his puke bucket. Well, I'm sure it was just his not his puke bucket originally. <laughs> Probably because, just like, his beach pail. He's, he's quite a bit older. I think he graduated like just this last year, maybe. But like, like he did live around he's, the He's like he's for like 18, 19. But like you know, maybe we've just been coveting his random beach pail for like <laughs> twelve years. We don't know. Huh. Maybe. 
I was thinking, like, that's the only possible one, because, like, the other Ryan is, like, the Ryan the baby sent me. Yes, and that's he's, like, like, 20 years older, and he didn't live close, but that, that's a good idea. He's, this is that Ryan. So I was like, I don't even know yeah. Ryan. I don't know where this bucket came from, but that's her puke it's, bucket. It's a common name, yeah, we but just, just, like, we don't also know don't know a lot of Ryans or, like, aren't related to any of <laughs> And like, so... definitely have no cousins named Ryan. No, a few, but it just seems like a mystery bucket, really. And so she gets car sick relatively frequently and so she has this this puke bucket that stays in the back seat of the car and um she threw up twice on this trip both times in ryan so that was good in ryan and uh we'd go grab we'd ryan be like what's going on she's holding ryan do we need to pull over <laughs> so your kitty's we, making eyes at you right now i know she's looking at me through the window hi and uh so we made up some car songs about ryan the puke bucket and you know Typical family vacay. Well, when you have a six-year-old, you gotta yeah. keep them occupied. Keep them entertained by making up songs about their <clears throat> puke bucket named Ryan. So, so I see that the top of your notes says Gen Z, but then that's covered with a Y, and then over top of that you've written the word Millennials. I had a really difficult time figuring out. See, what I was Googling... I just wrote the word youth. <laughs> When I started Googling Figure that was good enough. Anything that's under a baby boomer is what I'm going for here. Because our topic is younger people in the workforce, let's just say. And so in my head I was thinking, okay, well, Gen Z. So I was Googling Gen Z, but then things were coming up saying, I couldn't find anything that actually said Gen very Z. very fluid. And it was like Gen Y, and then, which also seems to be the same word for millennials. And then there seems to be a lot of different opinions on what generation is what for the dates and stuff like that. So it seems to be relatively. That's why I've got Z crossed out Y crossed out millennials. They have these things online. It's a meme format called starter packs where people like put together a bunch of stuff and it's like starter pack for this random thing. And people will do starter packs for like generations, which is funny, but also I've never found one that completely applies to me. Like, there'll just be some random thing thrown in that's like, I did not experience because I was too old to experience this thing. And like, you know, I stopped watching Disney Channel so I didn't watch this show, or like, I never played Pop Tropica, Club Penguin was my jam, you know, like, (laughs) and it's just like stuff like that where it's like, I don't really know what generation I'm supposed to belong to because everyone that's like, oh yeah, well you're clearly part of this generation because of this and this, and it's like, I literally never did those things, and I like, you know, and people will be like, oh, well you're this part, this generation, because, you know, this app, and this, and, you know, these things, and it's like, I've literally never used Musical.ly or TikTok before, please do not associate with me with those people. (laughs) Yes, I mean, I would assume that you're Gen, Gen Y, aka Millennial. I just, like, I don't, I don't know exactly where I fit in because like that seems too old but then also like Gen Z seems too young like yeah. I feel like that's like more like 15 year olds kind of thing 15 16 and, or even just like yeah like I, I don't know it just seems like everything's progressing too quickly for there to be any <laughs> strict lines so fast. everything is just a gray area of young-ish people and that's just how it goes it's just baby boomers and then young people just to like baby boomers and then right under that just down to infants that's just the whole group <laughs> there it's all just blurry now and we don't know what's going on yeah we don't so so i guess we're talking about um well i would say it's just more like youngish people entering the work market so i would i would say like 
the current 19, 19 to, maybe even a bit older, like 19 to 25 year old kind of thing, age range sort of thing. That's mm-hmm. what we were, we were kind of talking about, because, yeah, I mean, millennials seem to go up to like 39 year olds, and hopefully they've got their stuff together by then. No shade. Um, <laughs> so, so anyways, what I found on sort of that generation uh, is as a as a kind of catch-all for them was that they tend to be tech savvy they're the, the group that kind of grew up with the internet grew up with cell phones grew up with all that stuff um, and it's not like they're even you know great at IT it's just part of their lives it's mm. just it's just a thing um, that they put their life before work like it's not a group that's looking for a work-life balance it's a group that is expecting work to fit in with their life mm-hmm. it's all one thing and you know they're not going to put everything work else on pause to, to yeah, yeah to go into it they'll they'll take like fewer hours or or rather you know rather than killing themselves kind of thing mm-hmm. um there's a lot of stuff about um that generation being I guess needy or whatever but it seems to come down to more that they question authority they were brought up to question authority and not just believe authority so I think it comes across as being a bit I don't know what's the word oppositional or yeah whatever a little standoffish rude. Um, but it's more of just that they were brought up to question that authority mm-hmm. um, as a whole they tend to be more educated higher percentage in that generation has like college degrees than any other Mm -hmm. and they are job hoppers though like um they don't necessarily feel the loyalty towards a corporation in particular though i actually have a note that references that employee loyalty is dead because employers care about money and not the people who work for them (laughs) yeah and and this group is the ones that are like from day one they will come in saying no, this is what I want out of a job. Mm-hmm. Not, you know. Yeah, because you do, if you don't come in guns blazing, being like, I want $37 an hour, then they will pay you minimum wage and ask you to work 80 hours a week. Yeah, exactly. And there is, like, the perception that they're kind of entitled little snowflakes. And they were, like, it does seem like that that generation was brought up much more coddled than any previous generation. Okay, the thing is, though, like, if you're gonna get mad, then like, oh, you're the generation where everybody got a trophy. You guys gave us the freaking oh, trophies. Oh, I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm saying it's fully the parents' fault who gave the participation right? ribbons like, in, the eighth, in the eighth place trophy. You know, like, if you make your bed and you gotta lay in it kind of thing, like, you made this issue for yourself. And, and then they tend to also be, like, good multitaskers, good at working yeah, in sense. group settings. Mm-hmm. And um, they want to find shortcuts, not as a way of, like, skirting work, but more in in sense of, like, I can do this easier, better, faster kind of thing. I can make this more efficient. Yeah. And, um, but also what they're finding, though, is that they're facing, they don't face a lot of, like, high unemployment, like Generation X did. But they face underemployment, like 
everybody's got a degree you're not special mm-hmm. and even though you have your degree in engineering and freaking everyone's parents are like go to college everybody yes. goes to college and none of them have jobs okay well and that's <laughs> the thing because it was always sort of the the life rule in the past of go to college get and your then degree, you get a good job you will be guaranteed a good job you'll be set for life and that's not, not the case anymore. anymore that rule doesn't apply yeah. anymore but People keep following the rule because they're not quite sure what else to do. You know, yeah, like it's, it's a milestone. What else are you supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, I better go and get that degree. And then they come out and they've got student loans and they are getting jobs, begging groceries. That well, not that they're unemployable. It's well, like it's not an unemployment thing. It's just that they're not using their degree. They're working at a grocery store. Yeah. Even though they're an and engineer. there's a lot of things that just like can't even be used. Like if you go and get a four-year degree and like historical art sciences, like there's yeah. probably not a lot of people hiring in that area. You're probably gonna have to wait until like. Greg, the 96-year-old guy that's been doing this job for a million years, corks it, and then then there's one opening for the 900 guys that also have the same degree as you. I know. I always think you're better if you're going into into that to do, like, a thing. Like, be, go into, like, being a nurse, an accountant, a... A trade. Whatever, you know. Or trade school, exactly. I'm a big proponent of trade school, but... It, rather than just saying, oh, I got my degree in history, well, okay, but unless you also have as a teaching degree with that, you know, as interesting a teacher. As, like, gender and feminism sciences are, I don't think that you're going to get, like, ample jobs with those degrees. Well, you know, not like, when you can't currently get a degree with, like, or get a job with, like, a degree in, you know, whatever. Hot dog Like, like I mean, you, I know. you know, engineering, say. Yeah. You can't get a, you know there's not people clamoring to hire you it's you can't get a job yeah so but there's like groceries. 300,000 vacant nurse positions or something in yes. Canada you know yeah. it's always a good idea to there's look for demand. where the jobs are but yeah and not to say that you shouldn't study what you like or anything like that it's just uh, studying what you like may not necessarily necessarily be the same thing as having a job in that and I think that's a big change it used to be you could go and get your degree in art history or whatever and because you had that degree, you could get a good job at a museum mm-hmm. or as a whatever, right? Your you dad's still... friend would be like, you, guy with the art history degree, come work in my whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, do you want fries with that? And, well, but it's a thing. You used to be able to do that. Like, oh, I'm going to follow my passion. That's art history. And then I'll have that degree and I'll get a job in that. You can follow, still follow your passion, but you're not probably going to get a job in that. Yeah. And even if you do something that you think will be a degree to lead to a good job it's not a guarantee anymore like it once was but it's the thing where it's the this, this societal rule and nobody knows how to do anything differently mm-hmm. so anyways underemployed and a lot of like temp positions um the pay is not great unpaid internships no it's all for the experience it's all for the you know unpaid internships and do it for experience is dumb well and <laughs> it's, it's literally a, a like, note i've written know, down and and the expectation is too from an employer side is that well we expect your loyalty even though we're not going to pay you well this is temporary and we might not even pay you at all because it's just for the experience or you know mm-hmm. it's 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 all changed in that it used to be a thing where you know you went and worked for a company like maybe one company your entire life or mm-hmm. two companies you know you were in there but the company took care of you and you worked your way up through the company. Am I stealing all your notes? It's here? almost impossible to move up like your grandpa did because it usually isn't financially lucrative to train for higher positions over hiring outside. Yeah. There's that. Too. Yeah. And the other thing too is that those jobs were 
well paid enough that you could like you know be the sole income earner in the family and support your family of four or whatever and you could also you you worked your way up through the company you were with that same company for like whatever 30 years and but in return that company gave you benefits there was a pension at the end of it all those things mm-hmm. a lot of those things you don't you can't come by them yeah anymore. like if you're not going to care for the workers then you're not going to have any you're not going to have that loyalty and they are going to job hop and they're going to be like nope i'm going somewhere that can will not only pay me better yeah. but will offer me perm like not a temp position not an internship and will um maybe maybe there will be a pension or maybe there will be health benefits or whatever mm-hmm. and like pensions are not that common anymore either where they used to be a pretty common pretty benefit common. to offer yeah. and uh so um yeah and so what they're finding is that people in that generation are holding off on a lot of major life events mm-hmm. they're getting married later they're having children later they're not moving out milestones are held off they're held off because they just can't afford it they've got student debts to pay and no job with which to uh support mm-hmm. yeah go well, you want to add anything to that because you feel like i seem like it seems like i'm stealing all your good points not not all of them it's just funny that you would like <laughs> say something that was like pretty similar to something i've written down oh like, yeah i have that yeah. um so i looked into names affecting your resumes mm, yeah. which like is a pretty regular thing that happens unfortunately if you have a ethnic sounding name or even a name that sounds like a lady name you're probably less likely to get hired yeah well less likely to get called for an interview yes yeah if you just put you know t smith on the top of it rather than saying tina tina or Teresa or whatever you're Mm -hmm. more likely to get called for an interview particularly if you're in something that is a historically male Mm. you know like trades or you know math science related something like that much more likely to get called for an interview if you just put don't put your full name on there just your initial and then they're stuck once tina answers the phone yeah (laughs) oh uh uh, okay Yeah. yeah so you know they have done studies where it's like they put in a resume with you know monique or something and then Sally. Linda. (laughs) And it's like, the white name gets picked. Yeah. You know, it's pretty, it's pretty brutal out there if you, if you're assumed as male and non-ethnic, though, then you probably have a better chance, unfortunately. Uh, Which white male privilege. Right? Like, I think it's kind of funny, though. I looked into the etymology of uh, some, some of the uh, black names. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um... (laughs) There's a channel on YouTube called Say It Loud, and they recently put out a video called The History of Black Names or something like that, and it was really interesting. One that I thought was great was Darnell is, like, such a stereotypical, like, black name, you know? Like, it's kind of stereotyped. That's like a plant that grew in, like, the 14th century and people wove baskets out of. Like, I think that's so weird. Yeah. (laughs) That, like, that's the etymology, but it's just so stereotyped, you know? It just seems random to me. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah. It's literally a name. Get over yourself. I have a pretty unique name. People are usually like, I've never heard that before. It's short for Miranda. No. Like... (laughs) Just Mira. Or they call you Myra. Or Mira Mira on the wall. Literally every time I meet a new person. Literally (laughs) every time. 
Oh, Myra, if they see it written down. Yeah. Um, there, I did meet a guy that knew what I was going through, where, like, I introduced myself to somebody at summer camp, and they were like, ah, oh, Mira, Mira on the wall, and he's like, it's okay, my name's Kenny. <laughs> Oh my god, they killed Kenny! Oh. Every time they meet someone meets him, every time someone meets him, he's like, every time, man. They reference South Park every time. I also have written down livable wages are as imaginary as leprechauns. Yeah. Which, like, that's a thing. People think that, like, a livable minimum wage is stupid. Why do you think that's a thing? That's, that's a job for a high schooler flipping burgers. That's not something for a 30-year-old with two kids to work. Mm-hmm. You know, which is wrong. Because the original whole, like, premise of minimum wage was that it should be able to support a family, like, a whole household with a single member yeah. working that minimum wage job. And, yeah, and now there's Which, no way. Yeah, there's no way. <laughs> it's like every other single mom is working, like, three minimum wage full-time jobs. Yeah, so exactly. So friggin' bet. Um... <laughs> Also, unpaid internships and do it for experience is dumb. Influencers doing stuff for exposure is equally dumb mm-hmm. on the other end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the thing. Do not oh, go no, to an ice cream fun. shop and be like, I'll totally take a picture of my Sunday and post it to my 10,000 followers on Instagram. You sound stupid. Don't do that. I hate it so much. <laughs> I saw recently that there's like a food truck. I think it was in LA or something where this guy put up a sign that was like, if you offer to post my food online for exposure, then you have to pay double price. <laughs> Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Do not talk to me about your freaking Instagram followers. I will charge you double for these fries. Like... You're not all famous. I am not playing with you. Influencers are subject to a butthole tax. I hate you guys. Like, just get away. Um, I also have... Baby boomers are mean to public servers, workers, and younger people seem to, on average, be nicer. Which does seem to be a real thing. Ooh, I have a good story from my trip. Lots of people who have, like, worked in waitressing or, you know, secretary work or whatever are, like, anyone over the age of 50 literally cannot handle hearing, can you wait another five minutes for your food? We're backed up in the kitchen right now. Like, they will throw a fit. Wine glasses are about to be chucked across the room. Like, everything's about to go to hell it's a bad time for everybody but like if you tell like a 20 year old that their food's gonna take another five minutes they're like take your time man it's school like (laughs) you know okay so here's my good story from our trip all right so we're waiting on me we're waiting at uh a ferry terminal Mm -hmm. and uh we we get there and the ferry's not coming for like three hours and yeah because we didn't check to see what time the next ferry was so good at planning got it yeah and uh yeah, one day we went 160 kilometers and it took us nine hours because of ferries. Anyhow. <laughs> Good planning, you guys. Anyhow, um, so we're we're um, parked in our in our lane and we've been there for like probably 40 minutes an hour. And a car pulls into the lane next to us mm-hmm. and our windows are open and that lady's windows are open so we can hear all what's going on in their car. And so it's this lady that I would say is in her, like, 50s. She's got, like, I'm guessing her grown daughter and her baby granddaughter, like, five, six-month-old baby in the car. And she's on her cell phone with, I'm assuming, her husband. And she's saying, I can't believe it. We get here, and uh, just because I didn't make a reservation this time, the guy wouldn't let me go in the reservation in the lineup for the people with reservations. 
and he could have easily pulled up my account. I don't know how he's supposed to do that at a ferry terminal with just a cash register, but anyways. Whatever. He could have easily pulled up my account and see that I almost always make a reservation, and this time I didn't, and so I just have to wait with everybody else and not go in the reservation sign, and the baby's screaming in the backseat, and he just... And I said, well, I almost always make a reservation. This one time I happened to not. And he's like, and he just said to me, sorry, you have to go in the regular lineup. I, I think I'm going to phone and make a complaint about him because that was just, just absurd. There was no reason for it. And so we're in our car giggling at each other and thinking, wow, you're a very special snowflake, aren't you? There, I had a similar experience where I saw somebody like have a little situation in a public area went to the electronic store in town the other day, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this lady is perfectly nice. Maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe something was going down, but she was just, like, laying into the guy that was working at the store and was like, I bought a printer here, like, weeks ago, and it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. Like, it won't turn on. I don't know what to do with this. And he was like, well, you didn't buy the cord to, like, hook it up to your computer and to do all of this and whatever and she's like why did you sell me a printer with no cord in the box and she's just like and he's like well all printers come that way you have to buy the cord separately and she's like who did that who made that choice and she's just so mad about it and it's like i get it lady who did make that choice that is stupid but that is also a thing that you probably should have looked into before buying a printer like understood that it's dumb as hell but it is a thing that you have to deal with because this is life and that's how things are. Printers don't come with the cords in the box. Sorry. Like, I just felt, like, bad for the guy, bad for the lady because, like, she's clearly not having a good time. She probably spent, like, a good amount of money on this and now it's like, yeah, you gotta buy an extra piece. It's like, yeah. nah, we don't have headphone jacks in our phones anymore. Go buy these wireless $900 ones instead. Like, that's basically what they're doing by not putting the cord in the box. Yeah. It's like when... They came out with the 3DS, and you had to buy the cord separately for charging it. Stupid. You guys are dumb. I hate you. But, like... It's just mean. I get it. It's a stupid thing, but also a thing that people do, so you gotta deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> Look in... The instruction manual doesn't say cord. It does say purchase cord. Purchase cord is probably what you should be doing. She was mad. <laughs> not the Radio Shack guy's fault. <laughs> He's just like, I'm sorry. Like, all printers you need to buy a separate cord for it. She's like, who did that? I don't know, lady. I don't know who did that. Uh, minimum wage only seems super high because everything is freaking expensive. Yeah. Uh, the annual tuition for Yale in 1970 was $2,550. The annual tuition for Yale in 2014 was $45,800. Holy man. Just to put that into perspective, the minimum wage in 1970 was about $1.45 in America, because Yale is American, mm-hmm. um, and the minimum wage in 2014 is about seven twenty-five, mm-hmm. hovering around there. Uh, your daily worked hours at minimum wage needed to pay for your tuition in 1970 was about four and a half hours, so you needed to work four and a half hours every single day at minimum wage to, to pay off your tuition. Your tuition. Mm-hmm. In order to do that same thing in 2014, you would need to work 17.3 hours every day (laughs) at minimum wage. The inflation is insane. Like, yes, minimum wage seems high, but literally everything else is so freaking expensive. That is why. (laughs) 
Well, I think and my, it's not even high enough. I think my parents' first house was seven thousand dollars. Yeah, I pulled up a bunch of things that was like the annual cost of living, and it's like the average price for a house in like nineteen thirty eight was like thirty three thousand dollars out of pocket. It's like that is insanely good. Oh, I bet it was three thirty three hundred. Probably. Yeah, I just like things inflated so fast, yeah. man. Well, like when you thing. actually look at the numbers, things went up. Like it must be a ninety degree angle when you look well, at it on a bar chart. Like it's insane how quickly it inflated. You just think about like okay, so look at a house. So let's just let's just say their house was, I, I think it was like seven or nine thousand or something. Let's say it was ten thousand dollars. If you were making say even twenty thousand dollars a year, that's half of your income for the year. What is the cost full cost of your house mm-hmm. now what's Good a, luck. what's a starter house maybe a quarter of a million mm-hmm. I'd say that like your standard person probably pays like yeah I mean outside of like forty you know, major cities and stuff you're like probably that. looking at like two hundred thousand dollars bottom least, line at least you know? which is I mean to, to be you're comparative probably gonna have to rip out a bunch of stuff would, and replace your, it. <laughs> your average Joe income would be four hundred thousand a year right like mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's way the other direction. That's not anywhere 100%. close to even both people working full If you saved jobs. up, like, all of your money from all of your paychecks and literally did not eat or have heat or running water, yeah. it would still take you, like, ten years to save up for a house. Like, that's yeah. insane to me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, and And crazy. That half of all millennials now have side hustles. Half. Well, that makes sense. I know a ton of people that, like, are like, yeah, I drive Uber. Yeah because my job doesn't cut it. And that's the thing, is that they do it because they can't make ends meet with their job because either they're underemployed or they can only get, like, part-time hours. Or even if they work full-time hours, the pay sex. Or it's an internship, and yeah. they have to make their make ends meet. So they have um, a side hustle, which is totally, like... You know, I mean, it's... What's the word I'm looking for? And it's unstated. It's not secure employment to do that, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes, there are people that do it because they have a passion. They mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I do whatever, music on the side, or mm-hmm. I do whatever, which is one thing. But if you're doing it because I can't pay all of my rent with what I make in my job, yeah. and I need to do something else so that I can, you know, and they might have two or three side hustles where they're doing yeah. these. Uh, I walk dogs on the weekends, and I deliver newspapers in my neighborhood, and I, you know, all mm-hmm. these little extra, um, extra little jobs just to make it. I have some more terrible inflation rates. Uh, your annual tuition for the University of Michigan in 1980 was about $1,468. And then in 2016, it was about $14,400. Literally like 10 times, 10 times as much. The minimum wage in 1980, and I'm assuming the state of Michigan based on based <laughs> University on of Michigan, um, was three dollars and ten cents and in 2016 was 725 so Um, it's doubled but tuition's gone up 10 times so the number of hours that you needed to work to pay your tuition in 1980 was 473 hours which is yeah pretty good 2016 1986 hours (laughs) to pay your (laughs) annual tuition like it inflated very quickly um the tuition would need to be about $3,400 to maintain working that 473 hours at current minimum wage. Mm-hmm. So with that figure, you can tell how quickly inflation has gone up because if it was averaged out properly, 
then your tuition would be about thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, know? and it's the thing too is like you come out of school with with student loans, most people, mm-hmm. and then you you know you can't get the job you thought you were going to get when you finish school, and it all just snowballs into debt and struggle and you know, mm-hmm. trying to get out of it, and then, yeah, no, I can't get married yet, and I can't have a baby yet, mm-hmm. and I can't buy my own house yet, and all these things, and it's, you know, it's the thing of, like, the, all these, it, it, society's rules have, it aren't working anymore, mm-hmm. but no one's thought up new ones yet, really, Yeah, and it's this generation that's sort of stuck in the middle of, okay, well, I'm going to keep doing what I was told I should do, but it's not it's not getting me the outcome that I was promised or that I expect from this. If a livable rage breaks the system, then the system deserves to be broken. Well, you right? know? Yeah. I mean, there needs to be some, some new guidelines, some new, mm-hmm. a new thing to, a new way to address it, a new way to look at it so that it, it, it does work because it kind of leaves people just high drive. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we're pushing all the kids into the trades. Let them eat cake, y'all. Like, <laughs> well, you know, it's the thing, too. Like, no, go get a trade because you can do it mm-hmm. um, with, you know, virtually coming out with no um, student loans or very mm-hmm. minimal if you need to because it's very inexpensive to do. And you'll make a decent wage and people are pretty much always hiring in the trades. So at least you're not coming out with, like, $100,000 worth of student loan debt yeah. or something like that that you're then panicking of trying to pay off. Um, and I think, too, that it probably started in my generation. You know, it used to always be that the generation that came after did better than the generation before. But I think it started in about Generation X where we started doing worse than than our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gotten even even worse than that in terms of stability and economic growth and all those things. I have read a few places that like the baby boomer generation expects everybody would to achieve exactly what they did when literally everything was basically handed to them. And it's like, yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> like when yeah. well and not to say they didn't work hard for it and everything like that, but it was for sure much easier to achieve. Significantly easier. Like in comparison, yeah. this is a silver platter. Like, you well, know? Yeah. I mean, when you can have one adult work in the family and make a, a good income to have a, a good average middle yep. class lifestyle, yeah. I mean, that's just not a possibility anymore. Yeah, Unless like the American the dream is not something you can really do anymore, you know? It seems, seems like a bad time for everybody. Yeah. Um, Someone needs to rewrite the rule book. In case you wanted some uh, more really terrible inflation, in 38, Harvard tuition for a year was $420. (laughs) In 52, it was $600 a year. In 64, it was $1,520 per year. In 67, it was $1,855. Like, 67, wouldn't that have been, like, around when Grandma would have gone to college? Uh, Let's see, she was born 19. 40. She was born 1940, so a little before then. Like, yeah. that is very cheap. Like, <laughs> that's a very well, good it's price. Least, it's at least affordable for most people. Yeah. It's at least achievable for most people. 45000 mm. a year is not achievable for most people. And then, like, you know? four years of university is to be expected, and that is if you pass all of your courses on the oh, first yeah, go. Yeah. 
And I mean, even at the that one that you said where it was like University of Michigan, which would be like your just you know your average one, not, yeah, your not like state. a Yale or a Harvard kind of thing. So fourteen. That's still yeah, fourteen fifteen. Which I would assume is U.S. dollars. Yeah, that's still sixty thousand yeah. dollars a year. Which in Canadian, that's like a hundred grand that you're walking out with owing after just a four year degree, which isn't going to get you a job. So that sucks. Yeah. Um, I also have written down millennials are killing blank industry headlines are stupid. <laughs> Or what? Say that again. The headlines, millennials are killing blank. Yeah. Like, you know, millennials are oh, killing... Oh, they're wrecking everything. I see what you're saying. Fabric softener. Millennials are killing Applebee's. And it's just like, no, we think Applebee's sucks and we think fabric softener is unnecessary, so that's why we don't do that. <laughs> or people are like, millennials are killing pet food industries. And it's like, uh, yeah, because instead of feeding our dogs with basically amounts to, like, bags of beef-flavored sawdust, we're feeding them real actual food <laughs> that costs money. Sorry, guys. Like... I think those headlines are really stupid because it's like yeah. mocking us for the things that we choose to spend our money on. Oh, millennial will spend $8 on a Starbucks coffee, but won't go to Applebee's? That's dumb. Well, you know, I think too. <laughs> I'm saying, dang it. <laughs> like, I think it's the thing too of like the millennials do have to shake things up a bit in terms of expecting more and expecting like uh, expecting more from their employers expecting more from their politicians expecting yeah. more from I've heard before if that. they're going to expect the maximum amount of work for the minimum wage then it should be equally expected of you to request the maximum payment possible and do the minimum amount of work well yeah and, yeah. You, and you know <laughs> I think if you're going to go in and say I'm if you're not prepared to you know pay me appropriately and mm -hmm. do all those things then I'm not guaranteeing that I'm going to stay here for any length of time if I find something better and moving to something better. And then maybe that will finally put employers on the, ew, we better start changing up, up the way we yeah. do things and making, uh, you know, making our job place or job site more flexible and more desirable. And working from home is not evil. I have <laughs> come across a lot of things online where people are like, our job says we're allowed to work from home, but our boss is, like, 65 and thinks that everyone's just, like, in their sweatpants watching Netflix all day if they say they're working from home and won't let us do it. And it's like, that is not the end-all be-all. If it is possible for you to do, like, a work-from-home method, allow your employees to do that every once in a while. That's good. Like, if they can work from home because their three-year-old is sick, if they can work from home because, like, they have a sprained ankle, if they can work yeah. from home because they just don't really feel the best today yeah. like not really going out of the house but they, still like they can do some work or they just have a flexibility thing in there you can yeah. work from home one day a week it doesn't mean you're not doing yeah. your work and also as long as you get it done what's the issue exactly and also for that employee too they're saving um their commute time they're saving exactly. their money on their fuel on their lunch on their work clothes mm -hmm. on all those things right so yeah. it's a savings for them too to be able to work even you know one day a week well, if you're in that sort of job then exactly. that's a possibility I just think it's weird how many, like, things I see where people are like, my boss won't let us work from home, even though it's something we can definitely do. Yeah. And they're just, like, opposed to it because they think everyone's, like, chilling in their underwear on the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> eating hot Cheetos all day. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. There was also uh, that one story, the news story that went out about millennials eating out less, but that that contradicted with the previous study about millennials buying less groceries. It's code for we're poor and we're starving because of the crisis you all created. <laughs> we can't get food anywhere. We are poor. Help us is what that's code for. 
Um, I also have written down, you cannot demand a service while simultaneously insulting the people who provide it. Which, yeah, if you're going to drive through McDonald's at 4.30 in the morning and get your <laughs> double McChicken and your super thick strawberry milkshake, then you are not allowed to put down fast food employees. If you're going to put your garbage on the curb every week, you're not allowed to call the garbage man a slob with no college education. Exactly. You know? Like, you need, to take, job, you need you to take care? account of, like, if you are going to demand the service be provided, somebody needs to provide those services, yes. and you need to be thankful for them to provide yeah. those services. Just Especially sanitation workers, janitors, and the friendly garbage truck drivers are the thing that stands between you and literally dying of leprosy in the street like it's nine, like the 1500s in London, okay? I'd just like to mention that our garbage guy will not take anything unless it meets all his criteria for garbage pickup. So many times. We've gotten aggressive notes from the recycling people before yeah. being like, not this, and they leave like one thing in a blue recycling bag, and it's like, Oh, our guys will, like, not take anything and leave a sticker saying, I see a piece of saran wrap in there. That's hilarious. And he won't take it the whole thing. Or it's like, um, these, this yard waste must be less than 24 inches long, and some of them are 26. So oh he's God. not taking anything. With like, an oldest tape measure out there. That's hilarious. He's not the most nice garbage man. However, back to your point, is that, yes, I think, like, it, whatever the job is, who cares what it is, They those people are doing it, and they should be offered the respect they deserve for doing the job, because you're using their service, so yeah. somebody's got to do it, so don't look down on people for doing that job or think it's a lesser job or whatever. One thing that bugs the bejesus out of me that is really only in that vein and not related to any of the other things is when people are like, uh prostitutes are gross they're so nasty and it's like you cannot put down this sex worker but then go home and watch porn and think strip clubs are super cool like you are not allowed to split those hairs you have to accept all of the sex workers or say all of them are bad like you <laughs> i don't think that you're allowed to make that distinction either you accept sex work as real work or you think it's stupid and shouldn't be considered a real job those are your two options Take a script and stick to it, okay? You're not allowed to say prostitutes yeah, are nasty and terrible and then go home and watch porn. That is also a sex worker. True. You're nasty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're nasty because you're a hypocrite, not because you watch porn, just to clarify. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify. No no kink shaving. Um <laughs> But I mean the working world is terrible. Everybody I think it's just a lot harder now. I think it's harder to... Everybody's dying. Um, everyone's depressed and crying. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing, too, is that, like, mental health issues have gone it's up for just... that whole generation. Because, <laughs> the mental and... health overall is plummeted. But I think it's it's really challenging, and it's it's not... Mm -hmm. um, but it's I think it's a good thing that they're questioning the authority, and they're not just saying... Oh, sure, supervisor, you're going on holiday for two weeks. I'll go two hours out of my way every day to feed your hamster for you. I, no, people are not doing that. They're uh, just going in and saying, no, this is what I expect from my workplace. Mm -hmm. And um, and that can be respectful. It doesn't need to be anything, you know, like rude about mm -hmm. it or whatever. But to, to, and to question things and not 
I don't think they're accepting of living under the the CEO who thunders around and screams at people and mm -hmm. lives by intimidation and every once in a while he says something man. witty and everybody's got to laugh at the joke and you know that kind of yeah. um, that kind of work environment anymore. They're more like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to put up with abuse and I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And good, because nobody should have to. It's just that everybody else got stuck with it. So if they're a group that's willing to uh, step up and, and yeah. you know. I mean, like, if you're on call and you are not being paid for being on call and you're on, like, an hourly wage, that's a problem. <laughs> I have heard things before where people are like, I'm basically on call. They call me at four in the morning when I'm supposed to like start work at eight and they're like, come fix this problem. Or it'll be like 1130 at night on a Saturday. And they're like, you got to come deal with this. It's like, am I on call or am I not on call? Yeah. And when I ask if I'm going to be switched to the on call pay, they're like, no, you're not on call. Then stop calling me at 4 a.m. Yeah. And then they have to like physically shut their phone off and be like, I will take calls between 8 and 5 when I am uh, yeah. physically well, at work. Well, and that's another thing too of saying like, no, I'm not checking my email after, after yeah, work exactly. hours and I'm not accepting phone calls and stuff like that. I'm working I had to do that once when I was like and... 15 or 16 and I was working a summer job and they were like, oh, well, we just put up the schedule whenever. And I was like, no, that doesn't work for me. You need to put up the schedule on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. Or tell you know. me. Yeah. Call me and say the schedule is up. Yeah, because at one point I came in and they were like, oh, you're early for your shift. And I was like, I don't work today. And they were like, no, you work in 20 minutes. And I was like, so whose fault is that? Because I was here two days ago and I didn't work today. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I know. If, I, like if I have been off for like two days and you change the schedule and I've been off that whole time, it's your responsibility to call me and tell yeah. me the schedule's changed. If you're not going to email it out then you know if it's a paper magneted to something in the break room that's your problem to deal with when i don't show up because you did not tell me yeah no i put it out on i think Sunday. those things are done i mean you can't expect people to come twice a day and check their shift in I case know. something has changed and yeah you can't treat people like that and, and and yeah so i think that is definitely a shift and that millennials are not willing to put up with that kind of thing and they'll be like no there's also That's not acceptable. definitely a thing where it's like older generations perceive like if you respect me I'll respect you as like if you treat me as an authority figure then I will treat you like a person mm -hmm. rather than like if you treat me like a person then I'll treat you like a person so it's like if you don't treat me like an authority figure you are not a person and I will disrespect you as such yeah and it's like that's inappropriate I will yeah. give everybody the barest minimum baseline of respect until they either earn more or lose what little they have like <laughs> that is how it works for me you don't come in the queen of England like you know <laughs> yeah just you're not you've got this walking title. in yeah. top notch like I will be respectful of, like, a CEO if I'm going to work for a company or something. Like, you know, obviously I'm going to be respectful in that position. But if they hold out their hand and they're like, nice boobies when they go to shake my hand, like, that is an immediate, like, mm-mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> you are not a respectable human being. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing is now, now millennials are calling bosses on whatever inappropriate behavior, mm -hmm. whereas in generations past it was just Call like, you out on your cramp. Oh, and you didn't speak about it, and you just, mm -hmm. you know, and you didn't say Definitely. anything, and, and it just, all that stuff just went down. I remember down. a teacher in high school telling me, like, oh, yeah, I got sexually assaulted when I was, like, 15 working a summer job, and that was just something that, like, you dealt with, because, like, his wife saw and was like, that happens. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? 
And it's like, yeah, times are a changing. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, so. Hashtag me too, y'all. So it's up to the millennials to shake things up. And, yep. and I mean, yeah, and I think there's a, a thing too, like a, just an overall assumption that they're inherently lazy or, you know, a, a doesn't want to work kind of group of people. But we I expect don't, to be treated with a baseline amount of humanity. Yeah. I don't we will not I, accept less. I think that's it, that you just want to be treated, uh, you know, appropriately <laughs> and that and that you're not willing to sacrifice your whole life for a job. Your job is part of your life that that, you, you know, your job, your works into your life not the other way around kind of thing and um and i hope that with that sort of demand for those expectations that things change in terms of you know university degrees and um and wages and things like that so that it can keep up with the times because it's not working the system is broken right now and and nothing like if the minimum wage needs to be 45 dollars an hour to match up with everything else then that's what you got to do. If it doesn't work, then figure something else out. You know, yeah. start square one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something needs to be different because yeah. yeah, things are not it's working. It's not working out super good as is. Yeah. And I, th- I do think too that like with all the, um, you know, sort of things out there like, whatever YouTube or Instagram that I've got. You know, I'm an influencer and I've got all this whatever. I think it's a whole lot easier for millennials to see themselves doing those kinds of things as a potential um, way to earn a living or as a way to, you know, do something rather than just your stock nine-to-five job in an office. I think that that's fair. I think that there I think is... it's just that they see that as a... As not that they're going to do it, but it's an option that's out there, whereas yeah. it wasn't before. Well, for sure it wasn't a thing before because, like, the internet used to be a thing that wasn't, but... <laughs> Well, I don't mean just that. I just mean that there's more opportunity for that kind of thing, like the gig economy, basically. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean the gig economy is a good way to go because it's a lot of hassle. Yeah, to, I mean, like to make a make a living wage and that kind there's, of thing. There's there's a lot of jobs now that are not really like fitting into your standard nine to five kind of mold, right? Like if you're a travel blogger, that's mm-hmm. not like you know if you're even traveling around taking pictures and writing articles for magazines that's not even like a traditional job Mm -hmm. you know so I think that there's just like I think that it's just that branching out more and I think that a lot of times younger kids are like I'm gonna start a YouTube channel and I'm gonna be famous but I think that by the time you hit about 14 you kind of like have come to terms with the fact that literally like millions and millions of minutes of content are uploaded to YouTube every single second yeah and that your chances of making it big are pretty slim, but still that YouTube runs an ad algorithm and that if you do get enough views, you, they will pay you for it. Like, that is a thing that you can do. Yeah. So I know people that post on YouTube and stuff, and, you know, it's not like they're getting, like, millions of views or anything. It's, like, a couple thousand. I know some people that have made, like, you know, $50 off of, like, a Call of Duty video game back in the day kind of yeah. thing. Like, there's the odd thing that, like, does a little better than everything else but I think that a lot of people that at least I have come in contact with that are putting that kind of content out there are doing it less for like I want this to be a full-time job and more for like I would like to make my mark and yes yeah express myself to the world kind of thing I think it's less of like 
I'm totally gonna pull 90k because like I don't think that anyone is no, expecting to that. pull like a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year posting YouTube story times about dumb stuff they did in the ninth grade. Right. But here we are, and like that does happen for some people. Some people are just popular and charismatic, and people like watching them talk. Yeah, it happens sometimes. Like Philip DeFranco probably didn't start out being like. I'm gonna do this for literally forever. I watched Philip DeFranco when I was, I'm gonna say like 11 or 12, I started watching him. He is still making videos. He's got like a five-year-old kid. He has his wife on his podcast. The dudes just live in the dream. Yeah. Like, that doesn't happen for a lot of people. No, I am no. nearly positive that when he started doing that, he wasn't like, this is gonna be like my a very lucrative anything. thing yeah. and I'm gonna have a room in my house with full of sound and camera equipment and this is just gonna be my thing. Yeah. It doesn't happen for a lot of people. No. But it does sometimes. And it's but I just, I it think does. so there's just more sort of gig economy opportunities out there now than there ever has been in the past. Yeah, but also there's just the whole thing of like now people know about jobs that they did not know about in the past. Well, that, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like underwater welding, that sounds cool as hell. Super dangerous, but cool. <laughs> you were like guaranteed to get leukemia after like six years. Six years. Yeah, of I know. Welding. But it pays like $160,000 a year or something yeah. like that. It and then you do it for five and a half years and then you're done. <laughs> and then you're done. Because leukemia. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, I think that's all I got to say about the topic. How about you? I think I'm pretty good. All right. Have a lovely day. Yes. Yeah.